Thank you so much for being in our first service. If you are visiting for the first time, you are our VIP. Welcome to our online church, wherever you are around the world. I know that um, Kevin from uh, Canada is watching this morning. Kevin, how are you doing? I hope it's not too cold there. I know yesterday was sub-zero. And anyone else from around the world, we love you. And we trust that this morning you've sensed the same power and anointing that we have and that God will continue to minister to you wherever you are. Now, if you are visiting this morning, we'll give you your special VIP welcome at the end of the service. But we're so blessed this morning to have ministering for the very first time on a Sunday morning, uh, one of our elders, Pastor William. And let me just say, uh, William and Maud have been part of our church since 2006. They've been on our eldership team probably for, I don't know, 50 years. And we're so glad, you know, he doesn't look a day older than 80. Um, no, we love, we love William. He's an ordained minister and pastor, and him and Maud are a great blessing to us as a church. So let's put our hands together as he comes and ministers the word this morning. Amen. Look the person next to you and say, buckle up your belt. Buckle up your belt. Well, let me just say special greetings to the guys that are listening online. Secondly, I want to greet my pastor, the senior pastor of this church, Pastor Larry and Pastor Mandy, the elders of the church, the key leaders, as well as our partners that are forming up this church. Let's give them all a round of applause. Well then, without wasting any time, I want to welcome the most important person that is, has caused us to be here. That is none other than the Holy Spirit. Let's just give the Holy Spirit a round of applause. For, for we are nothing, guys, for we are nothing without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well then, let me just open up this meeting in prayer. Father, we invite you to be in our midst, to be in our service. As God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, change our thinking, our walking, our talking, that we should imitate our living God. This Father, I pray in the mighty, wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, without wasting any time, we all know that we are in the series which is called The Secret Place. Last week, Pastor Mandy was doing a point which is called Vision Retake. When I was just checking the word re, when you do the word re, you Start afresh. You go and pick up the thing. For you pick it again. You retake. Of which then the book of Habakkuk is stating clearly that you should write down the vision 
and make it plain on tablets that he may run who raise it. And then he also, she also emphasized in the book of Proverbs 29, verse 18, which says, where there is no vision, people perish. I'm glad that this ministry, this church, is not the church that is running out of vision. We are so focused because of the word of Christ. All in all then, my message today is based, that is the subtotal of the secret place. I want to say to you guys, you are planted to sow the good seed. You are planted in this church to sow the good seed. Just say, I am planted to sow the good seed. You are not here just to warm up the chair. I cannot see you sometimes, but God himself sees you as something and somebody who is here to sow the good seed. It's either you're serving on the sound desk, it's either you're serving on the info bar, but you are here for a specific purpose. Don't just despise yourself saying, no, I'm doing nothing in the church. The very fact that you enter that door, it tells us that you are very much valuable in the presence of the Lord. There is no planting without preparing the soil. It's very important that we should prepare the soil first. The soil needs to be tilled properly for planting to grow smoothly. Planting, it happens mostly to barren land. You first remove the rocks. You get into rocky soil, putting manure. Most compost, especially the fertile compost, that needs to be uh, put in, into that soil. Well then, John the Baptist says in the book of Matthew, Chapter 3, verse one, and two, uh, 1 to 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. As I'm standing here, as you're seated there, the task that you are given is to prepare the way, is to prepare the soil by means of sharing the gospel. Today, I am standing in front of you, and you seated there. It's because God's came to us in different ways. It's either through praise and worship, through testimony, preaching of gospel. We are from different upbringings. We are from different deserts. 
and we are from different cultures. But by God's love, we are so kind and helpful to the presence of the Lord. The mercy of God is in our midst this morning. John 3, verse 16. We all know the, the verse. Most of the people in, in, in our area in Eastern Cape, they used to compare this verse together. Uh, they used to say, this is uh, our salad verse. Because everybody knows about this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, my wife used to tease me about this uh, verse when, I'm say, when I used to quote the word, whosoever. I used to say, who is whosoever? And then he used to say, she used to say, whenever you are preaching, you are just asking the question, who is whosoever? Which means today, whosoever is you and me. It's you and me. As we are seated here, we are just here because God's grace is upon us. Therefore, I'm the product of God's love. I am love to love. Unconditionally, in spite or despite of any circumstances and conditions. That is why I'm planted and rooted in our ministry for a good reason and form forming part of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well then, we are all members in, our, in the body, in one body of Christ. If you can just read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12. It says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Christ is one body. It's formed by us all as, seated, as we are seated here. Each member is doing its own work without complaining about another one. I need not to complain about Pastor standing on the pulpit because it's the work of the Lord that is, has been ordained to Pastor Larry to preach up the gospel. For me to sit down there, I'm just supporting him in prayer. Even if I'm not standing behind the pulpit, the very fact that I'm seated there, I'm uplifting Pastor Larry, I'm uplifting Pastor Mandy, and uplifting others through the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are planted here according to God's will and pleasure in this church. That's wonderful. It's not by chance, not by mistake that we are planted here. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 20. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. We are all forming up the body of Christ. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Which means then, I must play my part 
in the body of Christ, which is the church of Christ. I must play my part without complaining because no one can play my role, my part, none other than me. Let me just read verse 26. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with, with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. It's very important. When you see someone growing, you give him that, give that person a round of applause because it's you as, as part of the body of Christ. We're not to complain. You know, why God is not giving me this? No, guys. We are forming up the body of Christ. Well, then, I'm just having this question. Am I sowing excellent service in the ministry? This is part of our ministry. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. You've got to serve. As if no one has ever served that place that you're playing. And then again, the other question is this. Am I sowing or preaching the gospel, which is the good news in the ministry? John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. It's all about faith. It's all about trusting God. In whatever thing that we are asking from the Lord, God will provide us. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, guys, it's about obedience. It's about obedience. God cannot use you if you're not obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. Most of the people, they used to say, I, I, I'll eat the good of the land when I'm in heaven. Yet you are still on earth. You've got to go eat the good of the land once you are still here. Enjoy all things that God has given you. Play the role. If you are working in, in your department, enjoy your work. If you are serving in the church, enjoy your work. You need not to be forced by anybody. Yours is to enjoy the work. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three, am I equipping, empowering other members to grow in the ministry? Well, then, this is about edification. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What the word edification is the Greek word, which means okiodomio, which translates literally as the building of the house, building of the church. In other words, this is confirmed there's a pastor, a young pastor, by the name of Nickinson, uh, in his book, Power of Speaking in Tongues. He stresses 
strongly in the book of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, which says, He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. That word, edify, is also getting into the point where when one is speaking in tongues, he is edifying himself. He is also growing up, building up the church. We are just here, guys. We need not to be afraid of speaking in tongues. Because once you speak in tongues, you are confusing the devil. Sometimes you, you don't know, you don't understand where, what, how can you pray first. But if you start praying in tongues, I encourage you, I encourage you guys that you should speak in tongues earlier on before you get into your closer language. I understand we can all speak closer here. Whether you're Greek or what, you can speak closer. But before you get into your language of praying, first get into tongues. The moment you get in tongues, you are confusing the devil. He won't be able to see your stand. Then when he's trying to see, see you, you, you'll be above him. That is why then left to speak in tongues. I want to read the book of Acts. Man, guys, speaking in tongues is like when you are charging the battery, your car is weak. When you're speaking in tongues, you're charging the battery so that your car needs not to be boosted. You are just boosting yourself by speaking in tongues. Let me read the book of Acts before I run short of time. Acts 10, verse 42. And he commanded us to preach the gospel to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. I am standing here on behalf of Christ, preaching the gospel to the people. There's nothing else that you are called here to do none other than preaching the gospel. You sh- it's either you cannot stand behind the pulpit here, but the moment you say, guy, can you just go together in the church? That is part of preaching. Which means this is the goal time. This is the great commission. When we talk of great commission, we are talking of the church. The generation that you are in, it's the generation of the church where we are supposed to preach the gospel to each and everybody. One, so love. Let us show love. Love is the source of the gospel. My body language, my facial experience tells who am I. My life is a message. And my message is my life. We are products of love. God is love. Which means no God, no love. Now is the time to prepare the soil which is in my heart to sow the good news, to sow the seed of love. Let us love one another. John, First John chapter 4 verse 12. The book of love. 
No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. Let us do away with things and issues created different differences such as culture. The cultural diversity is causing confusion. Norms and standards, level of education, so and so, is, has got PhD. Levels of of grouping each other. Those are the world standards and other things, etc. Even your riches. When you just think it to other people, no, I cannot talk to someone because he's on this level. No, let's do away with that. All these social issues bring iniquity and sin in our lives. But thank God, we are no more the same through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Let me just read the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Love never fails. Love never fails. First Corinthians 13, verse 8. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. But love never fails. Love brings the fruit of the Spirit. Love brings the fruit of the Spirit. Let me just read the book of Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of Spirit is love. That's the first one. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then the last sentence says, against us there is no law. Out of these nine fruit of the Spirit, let me only take one because of the time, the kindness. When we're speaking of kindness, it defines as the quality of being friendly, generous, considerable, goodwill, warmth, tenderness, selflessness, not selfish, selflessness, and benevolent. Amen? I'm testing you if you're still alive by saying Amen? Amen. Amen. Kindness. Start with generosity. Showing readiness to give more of something. Especially your time. Your money. And more than strictly strictly needed, necessary or expected. You give without murmuring, without complaining. It's a pity that I don't have time. I was just going to test your, your giving today. You are going to give, guys. I know that you are, you are the best givers in this church. I'm just give yourself a round of applause because that you are giving in this church. Give yourself a round of applause. We are all the products of generosity. 
Therefore, as sons and daughters, we have to imitate our daddy God in giving generously with our time and finances. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. But this, I, this, I, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bondfully will also reap bondfully. So let us each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Let me just get into the word selflessness. As I said earlier on, it's not about selfishness. Selflessness. Selflessness means being concerned more with the needs of wishes and wishes of other than one's own. Being unselfish. You're concerned about the people. Once you are concerned about the people, people will bless you more. The truest form of selflessness, service, is when you give without wanting anything in return. Philippians 2 verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Thessalonians 5, verse 15. See that no one repays anyone evil of, for, for evil, but always seek to do good to another one and to everyone. John 3, verse 6, uh, 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Well then, sow a seed of righteousness. What kind of seed must I sow? I must sow the seed of righteousness. Let us first sow positive ways of righteousness in our city. We can see that our city is full of uh, potholes. Even if we see those potholes, let us confess positively that our city will have no potholes at all. Last year, I was in Cape Town. That city has got no portals. It's, another, it's a country that is in South Africa. It's a different country. It's, it's, it's a different province in the same country as if it's another country that is here in South Africa. Well then, Proverbs 11, verse 10 and 11, confirms what I'm saying. When it goes well with righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there are shouts of gladness. By the blessing of the upright, as a city is exalted. This, our, our city can only be exalted if we are just talking positively about our city. We need not to complain about the leaders. Uh, uh, what are they doing? I'm not going to mention about what are they doing. Ours is to confess positively about our city. Let us pursue righteousness. Proverbs 21, verse 21. He who follows righteousness and mercy find life, righteousness, and honor. Guys, 
not only righteousness, we're not only receiving righteousness, but life righteousness. Our Christ is the, is the life. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We're planting life in our city. We're planting Jesus in our city. Even if people can see that there's a lot of turmoil in our city, but we're so positive. I'm about to finish, Pastor Larry. Thank you. <laughs> Romans 13, verse 8. It says, Oh, no one, anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Guys, we need not to owe anybody. The only thing that we should owe someone is to love the person. Just hit the person next to you with a smile. With a smile. That's the only thing that you know the person next to you. Give him a big smile. In, in, in closing, Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will remember forever. The righteous will never be forsaken. They will be remembered forever. We are planted to be remembered in this ministry. Because we love to live a righteous life. We love to live righteous love. Lastly, Psalm 34, verse 15. It says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Men, as you are seated here, God's eyes are looking upon you. You are in favor because God's eyes are upon you. And then it says, and his ears are attentive to the city. Once you confess positive about your city, God is listening attentively. My wife is an English teacher. He will explain the word attentively, whether it's an adjective or adverb, whatever. Well then, as I'm going to call upon Pastor Larry, I want to say, bear in mind the eyes of the Lord are looking on us day by day. Looking on our marriage, families, our community. Let us not grow weary in sowing in the house of God. For in due time, we'll reap the harvest. And then the book of Psalms, the one we know it very well. And it says, surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Bear in mind, when you are walking, you are followed by God's blessings. They are behind you. They are not in front of you. God's blessings are behind you, are pushing you to go forward, are lifting you up because God, yes, God's blessings are behind me. God's blessings are behind me. Thank you, Pastor Lynn. Amen.